Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, alongside with my other host, Lance. I am so looking forward to this episode. Like, I, I can't even contain my excitement because I've been waiting for this for the proper moment. That's really all I can say about it, because the first time I watched this series, I think I watched it in like four days. Yeah? Did that yeah. fast? Yeah, it, it was so good, and I can't wait. That's really fine. I'm glad you, I was going to say, I'm glad you're going to open this one because... All week, I was like, I need to open this, like, hello, and yeah. welcome to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Mudane Man. <laughs> and I was just going to be like, okay, who are these losers? So, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I was just, whatever. No, it, I can't wait for this conversation. It, it was great timing, and uh, I'm really excited. That's really all I can say about it. But as always, we got to ha- start off with our adult beverages of choices. And today we're both drinking old fashions because we can never get away from the Wisconsin staple. They are just so damn good. Yes. And we're not talking about with wash either. And by wash, we mean with like a little bit of soda, whether it's sweet or sour. This is alcohol and fruit flavoring. And bitters, which I I just came to realize has alcohol in it. Oh, yeah. Dude, that blue. I knew about that a long time ago. Completely <laughs> forgot about it. And then I watched like a. A weird TikTok or a, sh- a reel or something. I don't yeah. remember where. But then I said, oh, yeah, dude, this is like 47%. I'm like, are you fucking serious? I'm like, yeah, dude, it's it's straight <laughs> up alcohol. Yeah. It, it's it, so tasty. It, it's so good. So no ice, just alcohol, cherries, bitters, and sugar. Like that. Yep. that's our that's our old fashions. As our friend Cameron, uh, when he was, <laughs> he was trying our old fashions, I appreciate him. He tried. He drank it. But you could tell it was not his favorite. <laughs> it was not his favorite. It gets it, you drunk. That's that's what's awesome. Yes. We just like alcohol. Like <laughs> without being we I could say we're like borderline alcoholics, but that that's no fun. We I definitely don't uh wake up on a on a Tuesday and crack open a cold beer. Right. But I do enjoy good drinks. Right. There's a ver- there's a difference between like alcoholics and people from Wisconsin where <laughs> We can just get smashed all weekend long and go to work for five days like nobody's business without a drop of alcohol. Well, I'll also lump the military in there. There were so many people I knew that would literally drink until like two in the morning, wake up at five, go run four miles and literally just sweat all the alcohol out of their system and be good to go. I can't do that. No, no, definitely not at 30. Like in my 30s, couldn't do it. At 21, eh. you know what? Not, yeah, now that you're saying that, I remember like 18 through 23. Yeah. Go get three hours of sleep after drinking all night long. Yeah. Go bust your ass off. And yeah, okay, I can see that. Possible. Could I keep doing it? No. It is a thing I've witnessed. I've also witnessed them drink all night, go to PT, throw up the alcohol. And then be good to go for the rest of the time. Like throwing up the alcohol while running. <laughs> Jesus. So, you, you know. That's, um, that's some determination right there. Oh, when, when you don't have a choice, crazy things happen. Going to PT was not an option. Right. It's mandatory. Yeah. So, uh, it's a separate category. People from Wisconsin, people in the military, similar similar categories. We'll, we'll go with everybody else on another category. <laughs> okay. But let, 
Sorry. And then on top of that, we are also having another Wisconsin staple of spotted cow because I can't get enough of it. It's been three years and I still can't get enough of it. Oh, yeah. It, broken record over here just saying, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It is it is so good. It's so smooth. It's so sweet. It's perfect beer. Yes. But despite that, I'm taking the left turn here and I'm drinking a Michelob Ultra. I'm taking a little something different for myself. Just drinking something a little light today. Yeah. <laughs> I need a little, I need 10 calories less for this one. Lance, can you uh, let us know what I am so excited about? Yes, so we are talking about the Eminence in Shadow. We're going to be covering season one today. And in season one, we are following a character named Sid, who is a different kind of main character who wishes to be a background character while also being the hero who operates in the shadows at night. In his previous life, Sid wished to be the most powerful person in the world, but feared that he would never be able to live through a nuclear bomb. So he goes crazy over the desire to obtain magic, throws himself in front of Truckcoon, and is reincarnated into a world of magic. Through some anime logic, Sid finds himself training a harem of women to fight the forces of the Cult of Diablos to continue his dreams of being the Eminence in Shadow. I like it, Lance. Good job. Yeah, I should be a writer of some sorts. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so. Much better than me, who just kind of like, uh, like, oh yeah, that's right, I need to do this, and just spitballs. Nah, that's what I did when we first started podcasting. I wanted to just spitball fire from the hip, and I thought I I had a good understanding, <laughs> but I quickly learned that I suck at coming up with things on the spot. So it is difficult. It's something you have to either be good at or try really hard. Right. Like I like to think of myself as being like a relatively smart person, but I am not witty on the spot. Not at all. Then let's be completely honest. The synopsis, a good synopsis is hard to just randomly think. Like it's something you have to thoroughly think through to for it to cover everything that is necessary in a synopsis. Right. I used to speak for a living, so it's not that bad. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you. I guess I'm still teaching myself and learning on the way. I'll be completely honest. It kind of has ruined me for certain things. Like, don't listen to interviews. I can't do it. I absolutely cannot do it. Like, listening to sports interviews drives me insane. Like, if you're the one speaking or... No, listening to, like, professional athletes in interviews drives me just up the wall. It's so terrible. Oh, yeah. They're awful. I would say most interviews on the spot, non-scripted, are absolutely terrible. Yes. Just You watch them in the news. You watch them post games. Yep. Everybody sucks being on the spot interviews. Yes. And like while Aaron Rodgers is kind of a pretentious douche. Oh, yeah. He probably has some of the best interviews because there is no crutch words. Everything is very thought out and instantaneous. Like he, he is a very good interview. He's well prepared. He has done a lot of them yep. and that helps. Absolutely helps. Like just one piece of advice for anybody who wants to speak for a living, pay attention to crutch words. So ums, so and any sort of crutch word. My skin itches just thinking about it. Uh, yeah. I used to be very terrible at it. Very terrible. I still catch myself doing it. Oh, yeah. We have, everyone who has even an ounce, a Newton. I can go into five other things that <laughs> Sid has said just like, himself, just like he did in another episode. But as soon as you're self-aware of it, yeah, yeah, obviously, you just cringe. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Ah, fuck, I said it. I really want to know, Lance, what did you come up with for Lance's lessons for this one? 
For today's Lance's lessons, we are going to use the word for shadow. And the Japanese word for shadow is kage. Kage is spelt K-A-G-E. And I'm pulling that one straight from the title. That way I know that I'm using the right form of shadow. So shadow is very important because we're talking about the shadow in eminence. He, ap he operates in the shadows and that's what makes him so cool. He is the shadow. Yes. Right. And as also his name is Shadow. And I also want to throw in to this. I felt very connected to him because from like the ages of like eight to today, if I <laughs> am playing as a Pokemon character, like if I'm playing a new Pokemon game, okay, my name is Shadow. Okay. I thought for, I definitely thought you were going to be like, yeah, from the time I was eight to like 14, I definitely wanted to be a hero and pretty much just go into everything that he, I, I wouldn't say despises about people, but things that he keeps bringing up where it's like, people always wanted to be the hero when they're a kid. Well, I never stopped wanting to be the hero and that's what separates me from everybody else. Well, I mean, that's kind of true too. <laughs> I mean, realistic things hold me back, but like in my mind, I'm still there. But the name Shadow itself. Yes. That was always in my life from okay. all of my Pokemon games. Honestly, Shadow comes from Sonic and Shadow. I loved Shadow so much and I wanted to be edgy and a little bit emo, a little bit punk. I was a punk kid growing up, so Shadow just seemed edgy enough to me. I, it gone as far as like, I don't know how old our listening crew is, but like back in the aim days <laughs> my my aim handle was shadows you fear and with fear the e was a three because you're not cool unless your e's are threes so shadows you fear was my aim handle and yeah so just to throw some more shadow things out there i loved shadow and to you know say how old we are too <laughs> yes definitely yeah we are fuck we're getting a little bit old <laughs> And we're just, we're in our early 30s. This is the uh, the pinnacle of uh, life, you could say. <laughs> yeah, so amazing show. Yes, I, I cannot say it enough. I love this show. Well, I wouldn't say I love this show, but I, it was so good. Very, very good. I mean, yeah, this show is amazing. But before we get into any kind of anime talk, let's try to knock out some mass manga mentions so that we can actually compare and contrast some things. Some things. Nani? And we're going to take an extra deep dive on this one because just like Jobless Reincarnation, I listened to the light novel instead of the manga, which I did find out at the end of volume two, which is where the end of season one stops. They actually give a shout out to the manga. So. Oh, for real? Yeah. They're like. In, in like break... editorial notes. Oh, editorial notes. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, do yeah. they break through like some kind of like sixth wall and we're like, hey, manga writers do that? Okay, okay, never mind. Okay. Basically, yeah, they fourth wall it. They're like happy to announce that the uh, Eminence in Shadow manga has been officially started in production, and yada 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 is doing a fantastic job with taking the manga into uh, breaking it down into ways that I couldn't necessarily do as well with words kind of stuff. I think Interesting. I th okay, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, th this is all playing on so much narrative kind of stuff as yes. the main character because he's narrating himself, he's narrating his background character, he's like his inner and his outer self is... He's going in so many directions. This this show is very interesting in that aspect. Yeah, he's Sid. 
He's shadow. He is shadow garden. Yeah, there's so many, so many avenues. Yep. And as so, like I said, it is crazy to think that all 20 episodes were wrapped up in two volumes. Which is also crazy. What me and Matt were talking about prior to actually recording this episode is this was 20 episodes, two volumes of yep. books. Yep. And our last episode that we covered, Jobless it, Reincarnation Season 2, Core 1. Yes, was three volumes and probably two times the amount of notes. Yeah, exactly. So an extra volume and twice the amount of notes. Yeah. yeah. Just for 12 for episodes versus uh, 20. 20. Yep. Yeah crazy they, they did a really good job on the light novel compared to the anime one thing i will say is basically the entire first episode is not in the light novel okay good because <laughs> i do want to drop some bombs not some bombs per se but like i do want to like poke so many holes in this first episode like yeah i watched i've consumed this anime three times now like seriously what the fuck is the purpose of season of episode one other than it's a reference point it's a reference point to who i don't even remember his pre, uh, his previous name was <laughs> A, a, no, no, not Nishino. Uh, Kagano. Yeah, yeah Kagano, Kagano was his original name. So other than him and his lifestyle and his goals as his original self, mm-hmm. which was he could be summed up in like a minute tops. I was so irritated to know that that woman in episode one being abducted and her looking like being the main character. If she wasn't the main character, she was a secondary character. Yep. And if she wasn't that, then what? The, she was literally nothing. She was useless. Yeah, it made no sense. It made absolutely no sense to the entire season of the show. Yeah, she was 90... 90- of episode one was pure fluff. Basically, because my first note is Sid goes through his training as Sid talks about his training in his previous life. So Sid in what is now his reincarnation, reincarnated body talks about what his past life did for training and then talks about why he got hit by the truck. Did he talk about using crowbars and stuff like that? Like, was that? Nope, nope. No, no. For real? Yeah, none of that. Ooh, okay. But he talks about how he trains in like all these martial arts and all these other things, but nothing, not specifically uh, crowbars and stuff like that. Okay, I'm going to say this now because I'm going to have a point two. You, you might want to hold off on it. Okay. Rem- okay. Put a pin in crowbars. Let's go. Yeah, we'll put a pin in crowbars. And then you find out that Sid is actually using, he knows how to use magic for recovery. Yep. And then Sid uses slime because normal weapons have about, at best, a 50% durability. So that's why he started using slimes. So as a child, he was experimenting with slimes and swords and all these things. And he learned that he could use uh, imbued slimes with magic. And they would essentially have an uh, an infinite life versus these man-made weapons, whether they be magical weapons or steel, 50% durability like they you'd use them a handful of times and then they'd be junk right so that's why he started using slime so he started using slime as weapons and then he he basically exterminated all of the slime in the area by experimenting with slime oh okay so i guess i was i was a little confused on how the slime even became incorporated into his life yep like it almost made me feel like being reincarnated into this world he was given like one special bonus that he can take advantage of and he took magical slime but what you're saying is his bonus was having the knowledge of his previous life Uh and essentially because of 
probably video games, he learned that, hey, you know, slimes are, honestly, it probably wasn't even video games. It was probably just him experimenting on everything and learning that, hey, if I put a little bit of magic into the slime, it survives. I can manipulate the slime into doing anything I want it to do. Okay, so this is knowledge that, honestly, anybody else could take and use for themselves. But they're not going to. Be- they kind of go into it where pretty much nobody tries to be inventive. Right, right. That, which, I mean, that's pretty obvious through everything that they're tra- like him his knowledge is so alien yes. to the rest to his this new current world yes and so the reason why nobody learns how to do hand-to-hand combat is because they basically don't need to they know they can use magic to kind of beef themselves up so they don't need to learn how to fight people which is what makes him so unique is that he can use he can fight without using magic and then use magic to kind of boost the already it it's kind of like a black belt fighting a white belt and then having the black belt be on i don't know like meth or something like just (laughs) cocaine just just super super themselves compared to somebody who has no idea what they're doing right so this kind of sounds like mashal to a degree like kind of mashal wanted to like why are you using magic when you can literally just physically do it yeah but almost in an inverse right yeah i can see that and another thing I want to throw at slime is slime is like a sturdier liquid. Like it's so malleable, you can literally yep. do anything you want with it with magic. So yep. I can I can see why. I mean, the whole anime community compounding on slime in general is just kind of funny. That slime is just so universal at this point. Yeah, really. And it'd be very interested to know if they explain anything else. You find out the the currency is essentially a one to one for a yen. So they call it zenny. Yep. And it. One zenny is one yen. Okay. I'm glad they made a one-to-one comparison instead of some stupid, random, arbitrary kind of thing going on. I I like that. Makes it very easy. Yep. Alpha is 10 at the time she is reborn. That's the easiest way I can put it. Okay. So when... When when she's transformed out of that monstrous creature kind of thing. Okay. So she's 10. So Sid and Alpha are the same age. I was going to say, because he was about that same age too. Yep. He was 10. So Grease wasn't interested in Sid until after Claire told him about how her brother helped Claire uh, while her body was feeling weak. So basically she was chained up and Grease was talking to her and he was asking her these questions. He's like, did you ever feel... I know they ha- it happens in the anime, but the difference is Grease knows about Sid prior to... Well, I just feel like you should say Grease was the kidnapper in episode two who kidnapped Claire, right? Yes. So Grease was the one who kidnapped Claire and in the anime he was interested in sid from the beginning but in the in the light novel uh he knew nothing about sid oh wait so he was interested in he was he was like oh yeah your brother oh he did make mentions of like Uh, like because yeah because claire was saying like yeah my brother taught me some things like yes yeah so the thing you find out is claire was actually starting to turn into one of the like mushed up monsters (gasps) was she physically starting to she was starting to so she was feeling weak and getting all of these symptoms yeah and sid helped her essentially yeah 
he helped her remove any of her symptoms okay without her knowing about it so okay. she, he was calling it stretching and what he was doing was he was essentially manipulating her magic while she was stretching which in turn removed any of the symptoms she was having so she was one of the i don't remember exactly what it's called but one of the one of the monster the the blob she was going to turn into a blob yeah so his sister was going to be one of i guess uh potentially possessed i'm not 100 percent sure what it what it's called but the one who like alpha who turned into a blob that is what was happening to claire and sid without her realizing it was able to reverse any symptoms that she was having okay well now that you're making that kind of connection which is why greece wants her wanted her to begin with i don't remember this in the anime at all but does i might be jumping ahead because if you if i skip over this now i'm going to forget okay. does the light novel make any kind of mention that sid and or claire or their family has any kind of like demon blood in them no but you can essentially connect the dots because if claire was having these symptoms that means essentially so the only ones who will have these symptoms are the ones that are related to the demon and the symptoms are going to be turning into the blob turning into the blob yes oh, i thought i thought it was going to be the other way around like if you have to have an aptitude for it because remember i know we're going to have to talk about this later so Olivier and Alpha look identical. Olivier was essentially quote unquote compatible, but Alpha was not because she transformed, she got possessed. So being because of the fact that those two look identical, they have to be related in some manner. So we don't know why Olivier was okay and Alpha was not, but the fact that one was okay and one was not does not change the fact that they are got to be related. Right. What you can infer because Claire was also starting to turn into a possessed in some manner, some way, they have to be related. Okay. I Bl can see where you're going with this. Blood in some way they share blood. Right. How how I'm not hundred percent sure they don't go into it, but if only the ones that are if I remember correctly, if only the ones that are related to the demon are the ones that have this symptom. I think I wrote it down in my notes later. I'll have to oh, I can confirm. Then that is that that just means they're they're related in some manner. Sure. And by that logic, I'm going to start questioning mom and dad of Sid and Claire. <laughs> okay. So I, that could potentially be a conversation. Yeah, well, we'll get through all this and then we can definitely break down even more. Claire left uh, to school. It was a week between her kidnapping and her leaving for school. So she had a week of downtime yeah. before she went to school? When she got found and her leaving for school was a week. I can see that. I mean, she's kind of a hard ass. She gets over things pretty quick. Yep. She was a hard ass when she was captured anyway, too. Well, it was only Greece, so you know. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. They believe that the curse affects the elves because of their lifespan. They also believe it... Let me rephrase it. It's more prominent on the elves because of their lifespan. So basically, the longer you live, the more susceptible you are to this curse that causes you to be possessed. Okay, so, I can see that. I mean, it makes sense. Like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah pretty much. One thing that's different is when his seven shadows leave, they tell him there will be one with him at all times. Oh, that's different. Yeah, that's very different. So he knows that there's... He's still doing his, like, pseudo-emo thing where they're like, 
oh, well, they're just trying to expand their horizons and do all these. They're just being nice and staying with me. They're just one staying with me, yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. Uh, but in this, he knows one is going to stay with him. Okay. Do they rotate? I mean, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they rotate. Okay. I mean, I know it's been a couple of years. What was it, like five years between when he says that when he saved Claire and between him going to the, the capital yeah. himself? Uh, Three years. I think he's 12. Oh, three sounds about right. It was, it was like something around it. Yeah, three to five, sure. Yeah, so he's 12. They all leave, minus one in rotating. And then after three years, when he's 15, he goes to the school. Sure. You learn some about Beta's backstory, and you learn why she knows all these stories. Basically, she has issues falling asleep. So Sid would tell her stories from when he was in his previous life to help her calm down and help her fall asleep. Okay. So that's that. Yeah, it kid kid Sid is very very nice. Right, like I know they the anime did a great job with saying, oh, by the way, I taught her these things in the younger life, which is great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know 20 episodes is a little slash a lot. That's a little detail that's kind of interesting to leave out. Like, yeah, I taught her these. Whatever. Okay. Now I'm just getting too nitpicky. It would have been cool to see kind of some of young Sid, but it would also have been a little boring. Sure. It would have been very slow. Something else that I understand why they didn't do it in the anime is that Sid actually wears a mask. Like as Shadow? As Shadow. I kind of like that. Because when he shows up as Shadow, he's just Sid Cogno wearing <laughs> a fucking hood. Yeah. I like that so much more. But I think it's like a like a pseudo-transparent mask. I didn't write it down and I should have. But he still wears a mask. Yeah. He needs, yeah, exactly. He needs to be a little bit more Batman-esque. <laughs> but I do understand why they didn't do it in the anime, because it takes away from his face. So you can just blame the emo hair and the hood is why they can't really tell who he is. Sure. And it's always at night. Yeah. They can't use magic to boost their eyesight, apparently. But, you know, <laughs> you find out the reason why Sid never falls for Alexia is because he's essentially... I, I'm drawing the word... I'm drawing a blank on the, the right word, but essentially he is used to being around pretty women. Because remember... Oh, he's jaded. Yeah, he, he's used to it. Like, he's around elves... Okay, I mean, it makes sense. His entire life. Like, she is not anything out of the normal of what he's used to. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. And so while everybody might think that Alexia is attractive, she's essentially on probably on par with, like, Alpha and all the other Shadow or Shadow Garden that he's essentially grown up with. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not any... Essentially... As you said, he's jaded. She's not special because he's used to it. Right. I like that. And then he also talks about how he prefers women who have flaws, which kind of explains why he... I don't want to say he had a a soft spot for Sherry, the the pink-haired one. The researcher girl? Yeah, because she's not this like overly attractive person. She's got some she's got a couple issues to her. Right. And she's that dorky semi background character. She's yeah. got a name to herself, but other than that name, she she's otherwise She's got background. flaws. Yeah. And so Oh that's... god, her tripping everywhere. <laughs> this anime definitely brought out those kind of cliches. But yeah, bitches be tripping. <laughs> And that's something that he looks looks towards. So the fact that Alexia is basically this quote unquote perfect individual, which I also found funny because that's the exact same thing that she hates is perfect people. So they essentially like the same thing. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Both of Sid's friends 
literally how I wrote it. They are the second sons of barons. So they are literally, they're nobles, but they are nothing, essentially. Right. So they are in the school basically by the skin of their teeth. Pretty much. Like yep. They just got on. They're, and they are the best background characters. Yep. Sid's lunch costs 980 zenny, while Alexia's lunch costs 10,000 zenny. Oh, jeez. More than 10 times the price? Yes. The In Bushin, their uniforms represent their strength. Essentially, it's like karate where... White belt, black belt. So everybody on the first, the the first class, are wearing black, while Sid is wearing white. Okay, so in Bushin, it's pretty much opposite what karate is. Isn't black like best, and then yeah, yeah, karate so, black is best. So for like the the top of the class, the first class, they're all in black, while oh, Sid. I, I thought you were saying the opposite. Okay, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. it's fine. Yeah, so Sid is in white, and then everybody else is in black. Okay, okay. The gold coins that. Alexia is bribing Sid with are worth 10,000 zenny each. Damn. Which makes it more that much more impressive with Gamma and her chocolate and coffee deal. Oh, I'll go into that. Okay, okay. You see that... I can't say see. You learn about the conversation between Claire and Iris. So in the anime, I want to say they never actually talk. This is when Sid is being detained, or after Sid is being detained, uh-huh. uh, Claire is essentially pounding on Iris's door to get Sid out from being She's trying to get torch- in, but she's being held back. Yeah. In the light novel, she does actually get in and have a conversation with Iris. Oh, okay. Nothing of important really happens. <laughs> but just know that it, they do have that conversation. So they have met each other, which makes the ending of season one make more sense. That they actually do know each other? That they do know each other, okay. yes. The two princesses, so Iris and Alexia, uh, buy a lot more than underwear when they go to the, essentially, mall. In episode 10? Yeah, we can go with that. And then Gamma explains what all the underwear are. Like, So she actually goes through and it's like, oh, this is this, this is this, this and this. Because remember, this is the first time they've ever seen this stuff. So in the anime, they're just like, oh, yeah, this is the G-string. And if you take it at surface value, they shouldn't know what that is. Right. Yeah, they should be going there like this new kind of underwear. They, they might as well be going in there with these weird-ass fucking looking diapers. And only <laughs> to find out that there's laced underwear and g-strings and a world unbeknownst to them is being flipped over on them yep thongs and g-strings there was a billion zenny on the cart when gamma is offering money to sid she had a billion yeah she had a billion zenny on that cart for her chocolate and coffee there was a lot more than that but yes sure. remember they had a mall they had a whole oh yeah i mean there's clothes and whatnot but yeah, yeah. and then sid and, and then you fuck does he sneak one single coin in the light novel as well or actually that's what i'm gonna go into okay so sid makes a scene while taking some of the money off the cart with his right hand and uses his slime to grab coins with his other hand and he takes a hundred and or 1.5 million with one hand and 1.5 million with his other hand. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so it's he more takes, than just that one single coin. Yeah, he takes 3 million uh, zenny in total. Interesting. You know what threw me off so bad was that's his protege. 
Yes. And she's doing everything under the love of him. Yep. Wouldn't you think that she would be more than happy to she absolutely give him was. some money? So why does he have to go through the process of stealing from her? Because he thought she was just being nice to him. And he was taking it as essentially a loan. I would imagine, like, you're my protege. I taught you this stuff. He's, he's I'm dumb. Your, it, know, it's one of it's one of the issues I have with the series. It's like the only issue I have with the series. He's smart but not smart. Yeah, like, like completely I, oblivious. I'm your elder. I have seniority over you. You owe me. I if, you, I if I ask for it, you you give it to me without question. You have this because of me. You are my underling, but now I need to borrow everything from you. Exactly. That, that is a little bit of yeah. Exactly. Enemy logic that they could have just yep. It's funny that he's stealing from her. Yep. But we could be a little bit more realistic. Like, might as well be her dictator. Yeah, pretty much. So when they're they're going through the fight with the the fake Shadow Garden, like the first time you see the Shadow Garden. The imposters? Yep. He, Alexia actually breaks a bunch of her ribs, and she's going through the process of potentially wanting to take the red pill to gain power. So Alexia has access to the red pill? So she stole it from the fake Shadow Garden. So they had them. What? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I didn't yeah. So she had she had a red pill that she stole from them and she was basically trying to bring up the courage to take this red pill that she had stolen because she knew that she couldn't fight all of the Shadow Garden, quote unquote Shadow Garden. And but then Shadow comes in before she basically brings up the courage to take it and kills all of the fake Shadow Garden. That's because essentially crazy. Be essentially Alexia was about to die. Okay. In the moment because sure. she had broken ribs, she couldn't really fight back and it was like a last resort kind of thing. Man, that is I mean, I I would love to see the temptation in animation form, but like I'm about to do this, but like I, like she clearly got saved. Yeah, it but would... then this also means that she still has a capsule, right? I doubt it. You doubt? Oh. I don't. I don't remember. I don't think she does. You think they overlooked this too quickly? Like it was just she's just, like the author is just writing too quickly, and they just. I I think her. it was there, and she had the option to take it, but she doesn't because I want to say at this point because like we know Alexia has demon blood yeah and that's why she's that she was stolen and that's why her blood's being drawn so that maybe some more can be made because that weird ass character is trying to you know work for the round table yeah uh so she does know what the red pills do because she's seen greece use it before yeah but i don't remember the exact details of why they had those pills okay yeah i I do apologize i didn't write it down i just that's what i wrote down is that she had the pills Uh, i mean that's that's totally fine it's just it's crazy that there's even pills to begin with in her property because Xenon, her future husband, was the one who had pills himself, which was the second person that we saw take the pills. Yep. So I don't know, it's just things, you know? Yep. Okay. Go on. That the guy who was captured impersonating Shadow Garden was found hung dead the next morning with something written on his stomach and it was written in blood and what was written on his stomach was the path of fools so basically shadow garden wrote a don't fuck with us note on a dead body 
Oh, I was going to say this the other way. So what you're saying is Shadow Garden found this fake. So remember, after that, during the fight, Sid slash Shadow comes down, kills a bunch of the fake Shadow Garden. One guy tries getting away. Shadow stops him, kind of fucks him up, and then leaves him to the true Shadow Garden. Well, they kill him after they um, torture him and get information. They kill him, leave him hanging, and write the Path of Fools on his dead body. So Shadow Garden wrote that? Yes, Shadow Garden wrote that. Okay, so in in a way, that's kind of saying, if you imitate us, you're a fool? Yeah. Okay. It's basically a don't fuck with us kind of like okay we will find you iris pays for the crimson order herself and they have eight members at that time one member of shadow garden is was a named first do you remember what or who a named first is Something about being awakened or like having conscience over the, was this, does this have anything to do with the, the blood pills or no, something about consciousness. I don't I remember the unnamed uh, first would be the Rex is a named first. Okay. Essentially they are, as far as power is concerned, one step low below the uh, Knights of Rounds. Okay. So they're pretty goddamn powerful then. So they're going to be above people like Greece or Perv Asset, those individuals. Okay. But Rex was taken out pretty easily. But he was taken out by Shadow. Okay, sure. Or context matters. (laughs) Sure. One of the members of Shadow Garden was a first child or first, yeah, first child. Do they say who? They don't. They just make... They're talking about the members of Shadow Garden, and they make mention how one was a a first named child or a first child of the Cult of Diablos. Interesting. Now, do they? Does that mean it's a descendant, or does it mean like there's like a a variation of this I, pill that they have to take once a year? I don't want to go into it because I feel like they're going to talk about it in season two, right? Because they really don't talk about anything in the anime. Yeah, you learn basically nothing about the uh, Cult of Diablos as far as the inner workings of the Cult of Di- Diablos. Okay. When Gamma fell the first time, she blamed her high heels. So her assistants brought basically shorter heels for her. Okay. I can see that. That makes sense. Just bitches be tripping. <laughs> Literally. So the fight with Rex is better in the light novel because basically Shadow is taking out chunks of Rex before he kills him. Ooh. It, it, yeah, it's just more gruesome. It, yeah, I was about to say, this sounds a little more gruesome. Okay. And then he moves faster than the eye can see and destroy, like, basically goes back and forth. And every time he goes back and forth, he just takes a chunk out of Rex each time. Interesting. Okay. I will say there is a fight that happens. The, the final fight is a lot, I don't want to say it's a lot better in the anime than in the manga. Then in the light novel, and I'll go into why I like the anime versus the light novel. Also, they, instead of these, like, random, when they torch the school, it makes no sense. Like, it, it makes absolutely no sense how they torch the school. No. Like, yeah, you're just killing people. Why do you have to set it on fire? Well, how they set it on Like, how the fuck did they set it on fire? Like, coming out of the pipes? What caused it to... It makes no sense. No. Uh, in the light novel, they just have a bunch of torches and start torching the school that way. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. So they literally set it on fire. Yeah, they literally set it on fire. Okay, like, I know some fights broke up, but, like, it wasn't that bad. 
bad, man. Right? Yeah, no, it, it made absolutely no sense. I mean, unless you want to blame it on Gamma jumping around and starting. No, because it's the it, uh, the vice principal. It's his group that's doing it. So that's that's why. Oh, yeah, it's all inner. And it's this is all within the contained capsule of yep. that artifact. Yep, exactly. And the vice principal, uh, Lutheran, he is wearing all black. Like, he's not wearing this armor bullshit that they have in the anime. Oh, really? He's not, like, looking like a knight? No, he's just in all black. What about his face? Is it still noticeable? Like, can you... No, but... If Sherry was to look at him, could she know that it was her dad? They didn't go into it. Like, they don't, they don't ever see each other. Okay. So, Sid recognizes him. Like, the, the scene in his office still happens. Okay. But he's in all black. He's not in, like, this bullshit armor. Sure. Which makes more sense why he knows who he is versus being in all armor. And he's like, I knew who you were to begin with. And it's like, but you can't see my face. Could have been just anime logic. I mean, other than the fact that, like, there was there's two moments as a anime watcher that you can tell it was him. It was yep. one with the backstory when he killed her mom. I was like, dude, you're literally right there. You're obviously the bad guy. <laughs> and two, it was the cough. Yes. The cough gave him away. But the cough doesn't happen in the moment in which Sid and Vice Principal Luther meet each other. Oh, no. So he never really hears a cough? No. Okay. Like, so there's there's no way he actually know who, knew who he was in that instance. Okay. You find out that Beta is that the one writing the stories, so it's... Yeah. I mean, there was that one episode... It was the beginning of episode ten. Yeah, and I'm so okay. I'm so clear on this because when I downloaded <laughs> these episodes to listen to them over and over again, yep. I started episode ten, and episode ten starts with Ep- Gamma with her dialogue of saying how awesome Shadow <laughs> is and how uh, Beta is better because she has a, a beauty uh, mark on her face, and, yeah, and that, and then also on top of that, she also has a beauty mark on her boobs. Oh, maybe I was gonna say. Also in episode 10, there's that lady like dragging a giant fucking wrench, bumps into a wall and falls down. I have what? no idea who that was. What? I have no idea what you're talking about. I will show you. It, it's 10 seconds. <laughs> I, I know this because I've watched, well, I've seen that specific scene four times and I still have no idea who it is. Anyway, sorry. Sidetracking. <laughs> Yeah, Beta is the one yes. who's narr- okay. narrating a bunch of stuff. So the end of Volume 1 happens when Sherry and Sid are essentially saying goodbye to each other. Also, Sid knows what she was whispering to herself. What was she whispering? That is a very good question. She whispers something to herself. That is the sentence. And then... It says, Sid, he knows what she whispered, but he acts as if he doesn't know. So we don't even know. Like, we know that he knows, and that's it. And we're like, what the fuck? Okay. The only thing I can pull from that and from pulling from what we know at the end of episode 20 is that she's just going to wish revenge on Shadow. That's the only way I can go. I think it has more to do with... Sid specifically. Oh, Sid himself? Okay. Yes. I that's what I think she's whispering is something along the lines of something to do with him. So Sid knows, but we don't know. Okay. And um, that's that's the end of volume one. Okay, so volume one covers a good, like literally almost the better half of season one. Yes. I think what twelve episodes, probably. Um, Basically what would have been a normal season one. Episode nine is the fight with Gaunt, who is Lutheran, and then episode 10 starts with him going to Lindworm. So, yeah, the first half. 
Like, okay, sorry, the the, the lesser half of... Well, no, the nine, first nine episodes. Yeah. Okay. And then volume two, so he took a carriage to Lindworm, not a train. Okay. And, like, they make no mentions of trains. Okay. No, okay. Did, no he, did he still travel with Rose? Yes, only because he ran into her at a rest stop. Okay, so that, that did specifically yes. happen in the anime also. Yes. But instead of being a very small carriage, it was a big-ass train. Yes. Interesting. Okay, so that's a lot more... Okay, did they talk about how he was trying to avoid her for multiple nights? And, like, he Not needed really. space and she was trying to convert him to her religion? No. None of that really. was mentioned? No. They, they did have a lot of conversations. It was more of... Basically, it was almost as if it was two people that knew each other. One person was kind of interested in the other person, and then the other person was just kind of oblivious to everything. Okay. That's how that whole experience went. Okay. So he didn't, he wasn't trying to avoid her or do any, he was on a carriage. He was not avoiding her. Like, interesting. There's nowhere to go. Okay. I can see why the anime went in the route that they did, but yes. at the same time, that's pretty different. It is very different. It doesn't matter, though. Like, no. to be completely honest, it makes. In the, in the end, it doesn't, though. It's just kind of more visually appealing being on a train versus yeah. a carriage. Yeah. You find out that Rose actually pays for Sid's room, and they are in adjoining rooms, so they're in rooms next to each other. Oh, okay. So she didn't try to pressure him into sharing a room? No, no. Uh, because you can't do that. Like, right, sure. They're, they're not married, so they can't do that. Sure, okay, yeah, yeah. Especially if she's sober. I would assume that this religion is going to be comparative Monog- to... Monogamous? Well, I mean, like, sec- just to, to separate the sexes, essentially, is what I'm getting at. Yes, and because they're not betrothed to each other... They definitely have to be apart from each other. Right. Especially since we eventually find out that she's already pre-patrolled to someone else. Yes. Hat. Yes. Okay. She might, not, she, she might not even know at that point. Uh, she does know about it, but she doesn't want it. Oh, okay. She does. Oh, does it specifically say that she is? Or yes, and that she wants to marry Sid. Oh, interesting. Like she, f- they talk about love at first, not love at first sight, but it is her first love. Okay, interesting. Though to put into context, the room that he's staying in is three hundred thousand a night, three hundred thousand zenny a night. Yes, that's a, that's pretty expensive. Well, Rose is paying for it, so he doesn't care. Background character A getting getting cheap cheap rooms. Yeah, the entry fee for the goddesses is. Trial is a hundred thousand zenny. You have to pay for it. I suppose. I mean, not just the government gets you everywhere. Yeah, not (laughs) not just any anybody can get in there. So I suppose one thing that you find out is the reason why epsilon works on making sure her boobs are perfect is because a part of the original seven she viewed herself as number six as far as beauty and intelligence beauty or excuse me uh strength and intelligence so she viewed herself as like the bottom tier so she wanted to make sure that she was the most beautiful of the seven okay so you think because she's so late in the number in the sequence of sevens that she'd be lesser than basically yeah she she views herself as lesser than so in order to essentially make it a wash at the time she wanted to make herself look perfect so big boobs nice legs nice butt 
Yep. Uh, she corsets herself with her slime. Makes sense. Uh, Sid knows everything, by the way. Oh, yeah. I don't know about <laughs> at the time, but he does make a comment about him recognizing her ego. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's not her ego. He knows that she's wearing slime on herself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I I find it funny every time because he's like, oh, yeah, she, she's uh, got slime on herself. Like, he makes mention of it in the light novel. Yeah. Uh, there was one moment that he did make mention that it was obvious that he knew. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that's coming to my mind is where he wants to give her a compliment is when Epsilon is playing Moonlight Sonata. Yep. And he's like, well, she's complimenting the song that I truly love, so I want to compliment her on her something so that it's an equivalent and kind of thing. So basically every time that he gives a compliment is not necessarily the same scenario, but similar uh, circumstances. Okay. So that's why he he compliments like Gamma is because he's like, well, she took such a great interest in my previous life. So I feel like she deserves a compliment. So that's why that's why he's doing all these things isn't necessarily to like woo these elves i like to encourage them or show them it's gratitude yeah gratitude that's a good word yeah 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 they definitely deserve it i mean yeah yeah one thing that you find out that's super that's going to be super important potentially is that men don't get possessed only the women do okay besides olivier i mean you saying this makes a little bit of sense only because we've only seen a woman get possessed but yep all right so now it's like yep that's that's out there. I mean, might as well. I mean, this show is so heavily gravitates towards women in general. So yeah, sure. Yeah, let's let's just give more cause to explanations. Something that I really enjoyed is you got a little bit of backstory of Delta. Okay. And she was essentially left for dead by her family, and she was strong enough to kill a boar at three years old. Okay. And as she was turning into a possessed. She was still kind of able to control certain aspects. And just to make clear, this is a common thing that all of the seven shadows are possessed? Yeah, all of the shadows have been possessed. Okay, yes. And so she got possessed, but she was able to pseudo-control certain aspects. And when Alpha... And Sid found her. Delta knew the moment she saw Sid that he was the strongest being she's ever met. That includes her entire clan. Okay. And she had never been fearful of anybody up until she met Sid. And so the moment she met Sid and turned back into herself, she submissed herself to him. That is... So crazy. Like, we got to see in, what was it, like episode 12-ish or so when, no, episode 13, Delta versus Nelson. That's what yep. I know. We got to see how crazy strong she is. Yes. We got zero background on her. Like, th- these are kind of moments, like, this is a 20-episode series. Like, this is kind of like why, like. Why we couldn't we get four more episodes? Four episodes of background story yep. to complete your traditional 24 episodes. Like, <laughs> this is kind of something. So, okay, it was. Means, it was like very short, though. So that was the problem. It was, I think, within... It, it. I don't even think it was an entire chapter. Okay, but still, it's still something. I, I do agree. I would I, have I loved to want, see it. I still want an origin story on all seven shadows. All we know is Alpha that he grabbed as a disfigured blob when he was yes. training as a 10-year-old or whatever. Yes. That's the only origin story that we actually know about. 
Yes. So, I, yeah, I want to know about it. So, I guess, but, without being said, Matt and I do not know anything about Season 2 at this moment, although it is clearly out when we are recording this and obviously when this gets launched. But, damn, I want... I, <laughs> you'd think that there'd be some backstory. I would enjoy backstory. The only thing is, this is only the second backstory we've gotten. Okay. And it took into Volume 2 to actually get a second backstory. And I, even really... We didn't get Alpha's backstory. We only got, like, I'm here. We do find out, in even in the anime, that the cult knew about the possessed and were basically intentionally making them. Right. So the the backstory that we're getting with Alpha isn't really even a backstory. The only backstory we've gotten is Delta's, which is this one, and it was very short. Yeah. It was also a direct. Yes. Because... I don't know what, if you're going to say this with the light novel, but yep. the anime just ever so slightly taps into what potentially could be Alpha's backstory. And even that, you have to piece a lot of shit together in order to know that she was experimented on by the cult of Diablos. Yep. And all of them were. Minus, all of them were, but. Minus Delta that oh, we know of. Oh, okay. Um, because still, she was, yeah. We, we still had to, as an anime watcher, like I said, three times. It took me on my third time watching in order to piece that part of information together. Like, oh, she was part of the experimentation. It, it's that meme where it's the web of red lines going together. Yes. And that's what that is. Yes. This whole story. Yes. A lot of red lines. Yeah. So Delta immediately became submissive of Sid because she knew he was stronger than any being she had ever met at that point. And by submissive, on her back, showing her stomach, kind of just, I I am doing absolutely nothing to you because you basically will kill me without trying. And with you saying that, I am so goddamn surprised the anime didn't take advantage of that. Because this, <laughs> an, this anime is so horny all the goddamn time. Honestly, the moment in the, oh man, what's that place called where where she was fighting uh, the, the bald... Uh, priest guy. Um, oh, some kind of sanctuary. Yeah, sanctuary. It's a, it's a sanctuary. Like her fighting that she. They make mention of how she used the slime to barely cover herself. Yep. It it was even more horny in the light novel than it was in the manga in the anime. Really? Yeah. The light novel was more. Oh, yeah, because funny. like the That's slime, so the slime barely. Because the slime has to come down below her tail and all the more horny in the in the light novel. It's just obviously more visually appealing in the anime because, you know, sure visual things. All right, quick question. Yes. Is this slime that they're manipulating considered alive? They don't go into it. I'm very now I'm instantly curious because like <laughs> since we're talking about so much horny stuff, like is there some kind of like live creature who is just like living his best life oogling over these beautiful it, women? It's kind of like Rimuru where it's not a it's not a guy or a girl, so it doesn't matter. Oh, it's I'm a, not talking about that. I'm like just being the clothes. Like yeah. a slime gets to be the clothes. Yeah, but just, it's all slime. Uh, on top of being boobs, like yeah. an Epsilon's yeah, case, yeah. yes. It's just funny. I just I just wonder if they're ever going to tap into that. They do make a lot of mention of how hard Epsilon tries to make sure her boobs are perfect. Okay. Like, Makes sense. It, multiple conversations. We'll, we'll put it that <laughs> way. Multiple. <laughs> okay. New actually chisels the uh, Sid's face of Mundane Man. So he doesn't, it doesn't, like this machine 
It, no, it's new that makes the face. Oh, okay. That's that's a huge difference. Very different. So Less the, visually appealing, though. Sure, sure. But in the anime, there was just a machine that went over his face. Someone was on a bicycle energizing the thing. And <laughs> it, it, just, it made no sense, yes. Yeah, it was it was prehistoric kind of energy generating kind of shit. But it, no, it, it was, was Dr. Stone, where it's uh, we're yeah, in the stone yeah. world, but we're going to have this instead. Yes. Okay, so the whole entire time it was new, just yep, manufacturing new, the whole thing? New made his face, yes. Okay, interesting. Mundane man dies on a quest guarding the possessed, which he didn't know about. Okay, all we really knew is that he died on some stupid quest. Yep, and it just happened to be while he was guarding some of the possessed. Okay. It was a week between Sid entering the tournament and the start of the tournament. Oh, okay. That's a long time. Yep. Sid is planning to use magic to live for up to 200 years. Whoa. Yeah. Fucking, that'd be awesome. Uh, Skell meets Goldie the day before his match with Mundane Man, and Goldie tells Skell to bet on him. So remember his... It wasn't point blank said that way, but Skell 100% wanted to be like, yo, give me your life savings. I'm going to bet on this. And Sid's like, no. Yeah, no, I'm not doing this. The time frame makes sense compared to the anime. Like, it's pretty much obvious that it's going to be either the next fight or the next day or whatever. Yeah. So that makes sense. But yeah. And you find out that Sid or Mundane Man wore weighted gauntlets just for the moment of that scene. Of just to take it off? Just to take it oh, off. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> just to show it off? Yes. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> You're the first person I ever took this off for. <laughs> so this is kind of important, but it we'll find out if it actually is important for season two. Is the cult of Diablos has no influence in the lawless cities. So there's multiple lawless cities. Okay, interesting. That's a that's a ref that is a reference saying, saying lawless cities just in general is a reference I'm not familiar with, so I'm so very Perv Asshat yeah. makes this mention about how mundane man must be from the lawless city. I thought you said it was something like an underground city. <sighs> same concept. It, sure, same concept, but just different words. Sure, yeah, yeah. And you find out that there's multiple of them, but the reason why he's concerned is because the cult has no influence within these cities. Okay. So he... Makes sense why he would be concerned, yeah. Yeah, he can't use their influence to guide anything so he thinks that mundane man is from this city and essentially knows about what the cult is trying to do and the lawless city wants to not necessarily influence it but isn't appreciative of what's going on okay so they're they're trying to use their un they're they're trying to use their lawlessness to guide certain things that are happening essentially okay and that's why he's so concerned uh so rose is father was obviously there so that king was there but also you know that iris's father or alexia's father was also there at the time of the incident of that battle yep i remember they showed his face a little bit like his red hair and his red mustache, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I don't remember writer. him seeing him at... So when Shadow, Iris, and Beatrix are fighting, both kings are there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I... All I, was... I remember is they showed a quick scene of him and his mustache face. Okay. That's really it. I, I don't remember seeing that, but that doesn't mean really anything. Now, 
one of the biggest differences between the anime and the light novel is that last fight with Beatrix and Beatrix, Iris, and Shadow. Okay, what's what's so almost all of it doesn't happen. What? It all happens within the Bushin Festival compound. Okay, like it doesn't explode the whole city. No, none of that extra stuff happens. (laughs) Iris doesn't use that sword. She doesn't use an artifact. No. Powered sword or something? No. Are you sure you didn't just read far enough? At... Never mind. If, 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 if this scene happened itself... Okay, sorry. Go on. Sorry. Yeah, so Iris doesn't use a sword. The fight happens within the arena. Like, the entire fight happens within the arena. And it's, like, a chapter. It's very short. Basically, they have the fight, and Shadow almost immediately just destroys them. Like, it's not a contest in the slightest. What? Yeah, like it... it, That was half of episode 20. Yes. Basically, Shadow overpowers Beatrix the moment the fight happens. She... Everything she's doing is in reflex. Okay. She cannot fight him, like, at all. Does he at least acknowledge that she's strong? Because in the anime, he he did. (sighs) Not really. Interesting. They have the fight. Essentially, Shadow is having this fight, and it's almost like a sparring contest for him. Sure. Like, it, it's not a fight. It It's just a, I'm showing you a bit of my power. Like, that's all that fight was. Okay. So it all happens within the compound of the Bushin Festival. Okay. Does the I am nuclear psych of not nuclear thing happen? Yes and no. So the, the pseudo ending where he, like, goes above everybody and then this bright purplish white light, that happens. But then he disappears. Okay, so kind of the same thing. So kind of the same thing, but Iris obviously isn't as pissed. I I very much enjoy the fight in the anime better. Sure, yeah. But it makes more sense in the light novel because he did. They don't destroy the entire city or half the city, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. And then something that's super important that he tells Iris is prior to him disappearing is he says, "Remember who your true enemy is." So basically, he's doing this like pseudo magic power up with all these lights. And then he tells Iris, remember who your true enemy is. Bright light happens and he disappears. So now it makes her question what is going on. Exactly. That would almost make me feel like if I'm going to be asked who my true enemy is. And then the person standing in front of me has this giant fucking power up, which is going to look like it's going to cause massive damage and then instantly vanishes. I might think that that dude's my enemy. I, I, underst- would... I understand where you're supposed to go. Like, okay, maybe he's not my enemy, but like, I don't know, that's where I would think in, if I were in her shoes. Because you, you have to remember the totality of the situation that's going on. Yeah. Everything that she's dealt with. Okay. The, all the previous instances. And then if he was truly her enemy. He would just kill her. And she had, yeah. Why wouldn't he just kill her? Because she was not an issue. Like, no contest. Exactly. It it would have been instantaneous death. Why didn't he just kill her? If he was, in fact, her enemy, he could have killed her. No problems. Right. So why didn't he? Okay. I like that. That, That's so much better than... If I were... Okay. Yeah. If I were in her shoes initially, I would have thought that. But at the same time, like... It it yeah, does why, make why you, was I spared? It makes you question everything. She's already questioning everything, so now she's really 
even more doubt that's going on. Yep. The anime is very much more visually entertaining, but it's it's not even close. But the light novel makes more sense. Sure. Yeah. Because of probably what's going to happen in volume three and then in season two, because as you said, we have no idea what's going on in season two. So I'll be interested to see how they kind of try and wrap everything together because it's like, well, you and I just destroyed half this city and it's a major city. Like we can't be friends. Yeah. Like no matter what happens, we're not friends. Then I only got two more things. So in the anime, correct me if I'm wrong, does it kill the dragon or no? They make mention of a dragon. Alpha Alpha's talking to Rose as they're going through the mountain. Oh, the mist dragon and yes. how they needed to like stoop and stew in this the mist of the dragon. Yeah, yeah. Very vague. It was so goddamn quick. I really didn't like it was you just it was a five second thing. It, it was a sentence. It was a sentence, yeah. I don't remember if she says that he kills the dragon or no. I, I kind of want to say he did. In the light novel, he does not kill the dragon. The dragon is the one producing the mist. Okay. The mist is also poisonous. Oh, okay. Interesting. The the So Shadow Garden is the only one immune to the mist. Oh, so that's why this is so private. Yes. Interesting. Okay. And so Rose has to stick with Alpha to make sure that she is not affected by the poison. And then the last thing that's super important is... Rose actually gets slime at the end of the light novel. Okay. So that might be the very next thing in season two. Yeah, that might be the beginning of season two. That that would make sense. So she's given slime. I would almost go as far as to say as soon as we know that she's trusted, she can be given the slime powers. She is given slime the moment. Because, I mean, to be completely honest, slime is slime. You're not doing anything until you've mastered it. Sure. And up to like if you don't, if you can't master it, you're it doesn't matter. One question when Shadow and Rose meet up and they talk before before the fight with Alexia, what did you take of that moment? Like did there was, Shadow there's two moments when they talked. Um prior to the fight with the cult. Does she? Does Rose have a fight with the Cult of Diablos before she fights Alexia? Or is that a light novel thing? Rose fights Alexia. Yeah, Rose and Alexia. They basically and have Beta a. Are in a. So they're in the labyrinth. Uh huh. Let me refer to that. So Ro- like volume one kind of stuff. No, this is volume two. So Rose is in the labyrinth. Remember, she attempted to kill Perv Asset. Yep. Kills her father. She yep. escapes to the labyrinth. And then she's kind of fleeing, fleeing, fleeing. She meets up with Shadow. Yep. He talks to her, basically is like, if you do this, uh, show me your worth. And then she comes out, is no longer basically weak, has a pseudo fight with Alexia, carries Alexia back to Beta, and then she flees. You know what? I'm not remembering an actual fight. What I'm getting, what I'm remembering right now is like they, she gets this power, and yes. then she's she has a conversation with Alexia, and be like, "Hey." So then they they I walk. Need to go do my, yeah, she's walked this, by. This is an issue. I I can't call it an issue. So the fact that how you watch the or intake the episodes is causing the issue here 
because what happens is they have this conversation. There's a bunch of basically noises. And then Rose is carrying Alexia away from this dark tunnel. Okay. So they have a fight because basically they're like Alexia said or Rose tells Alexia to basically make her stop from going away. Yep. And then they have this uh, a sword fight. Well, Alexia is not as strong as Rose because of things. And so Rose is carrying Alexia back to Beta. They have the pseudo conver- they have the short conversation and then a- Rose walks away. Rose goes away and basically she's like, "Well, why aren't you trying to stop me or I'm surprised you're not trying to stop me." She has Rose says to Beta and Beta's like, "Hey, eh, because Beta knows. She already knows. Yeah, she knows. She's obviously she's, not trying she's to stop her. So she already knows. But do you do you know why Alexia was not able to stop Rose? Um, I'm gonna say power level, but is there something more deep? I'm I'm running a blank on this. Shadow gives Alexia some of his power. Alexia? Not Alexia, Rose. Yeah, 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 Rose. So yeah. Shadow gives some of his power to Rose. Yes. Which does two things. Gives her more power yep. and stops the possession. Oh, so that's how the possession stopped to begin with? That's how the, that, that's how it stops. It's oh, because of okay. Shadow. I totally overlooked that. Because it was obvious that she was starting to get possessed. Like that yes. thing was creeping over her chest. That, and I was that, questioning why it stopped to begin with. Maybe that, I missed that's, that. I, I don't want to say it's an issue of how you consume it because you're listening to it instead of watching it. Like you've watched it and then you listen to it again. Yeah, yeah. So you you miss some of the visual details that happen. That's fair, yeah. But also, listeners, a reminder, I watched this anime once, yep. and then I listened to it afterwards while I'm just doing things on my own. So I'm yeah. just visually, I visually remember everything, but visually watching the, the possession, that's a different story. Watching, you didn't watch Rose carry Alexa out twice, you watched it once. Right. And listened to it a second time. So he gives her some of his power yep and basically that counteracts the possession because the possession is a a release of too much magical power okay and basically he's so powerful that he can give her some power to help counter counteract that release of too much power sure and so the reason why rose is now on another level is because she now has some of Shadow's power. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Which makes more sense because now everybody in Shadow Garden has some of Shadow's power. Right. And that that explains why everybody's so strong. It gives them the power boost. Yes. Yeah. So I, I was just curious if you had um, noticed that little detail because it's very easy to forget. It's very easy to miss. Yeah, not per se, but I, I did assume that he did give her or not her i did assume that sid gave shadow garden some kind of power boost from himself yep whether it was from the slime powers or if he just gave him like a droplet of blood or could have been something as small as that it it was some of his magical power but he also trained them uh which includes hand-to-hand combat and how to use their slot and how to use slime so he ground up training yep but that is everything I have for the light novel, which is crazy to think that we talked for a while. I mean, and we shared a lot of great conversations. W- absolutely. I, I 100%. We, yeah. It, I love the light novel. It was so good. 
I'm glad you I'm glad you read it because I'm so happy that we have this opportunity to just talk about it in general and kind of kind of be at that standout podcast that has this this thing to show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And before we get into our anime talk, how about let's take a break? Hey Toasties, I'm Missy here with my bestie John Z. Hey y'all. Do you like mind-blowing crime cases, spooky tales, and debating theories? What a clinky dink, so do we. Grab your beverage and be a part of our Toasted Shenanigans on your favorite podcast app. You can even send us a story or drink suggestion. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or at ToastedShenanigans.com. Hey, this is Tyler, one of the hosts of RangerCast. On our show, we talk about Power Rangers and other multi-use spandex heroes. We've got news, reviews, interviews. We talk about the comics, the games, the toys, and all things more phenomenal. Find us at Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or check us out at rangercast.net. May the power protect you. back from our break now that we have completely drowned you guys in so much information (laughs) let's just start having a little bit of fun with some side stuff matt did you have a favorite character that you brought out of season one oh man favorite character i'll be completely honest it was not sid yeah i'm with you on that one (laughs) yeah he was was he has lots of spikes he has lots of ups and downs but like i get it that he's not your favorite yeah i'm with you on that yeah he was definitely not my favorite i would love for it to be alpha because she was the most intriguing character, but we just didn't get enough of her. 100% there with you. And I I, I would have pretty much said the same exact thing. Like, it should be Alpha. But yes. We literally don't know anything. Not, not literally, but we don't know enough about her. There's no sustain, substantial things that we know about her to make her worthy of being a favorite character. Right. If I had to pick one character to be my favorite, I guess I'm going to go with Alexia. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I think she she was probably the character I was l- most looking forward to kind of rewatching her arcs. Okay. Like because I'd already watched this, I I was the one that was like, okay, we we absolutely need to watch this. We've got a little bit of we'll make this work kind of stuff. Talking fourth wall kind of figuring out what's going on, trying to decide what we wanted to watch. We were unsure. Season 2 had just finished and I'm like, I basically I Lance, I asked you, I'm like, have you watched season one? And you said no. So I'm like, okay, I will well, make. I had, I had watched episode one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give me a little bit of a yeah. drop in the water there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I apologize. You watched the first episode of season one. Yeah. And that's because when we talk with Bryce from the anime show, he was gushing over this anime left and right. So yes. I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. But we were just, we were drowning in our own anime for the last season for so long. It just, it was too hard to just watch an additional anime on the side. Yes. And I basically put it onto myself. I was like, nope, let's, we're watching this. We were very unsure of what we wanted to watch. So, so I suggested this. You very happily agreed to watch this. Yep. 100%. And here we are. This was the perfect excuse. <laughs> <laughs> So I, after watching this the second time, she was probably the character 
knowing what was going to happen in season one. She was the character I was most looking forward to kind of re-watching. That's very interesting because I find her the second most annoying character. She is very annoying, but she had a lot of growth. Yeah. No, don't. don't yeah, I 100% agree. She had, the, she had a lot of growth, and I almost expect her to have almost a place in Shadow Garden in season two. Okay, I can see that. But I, I also enjoyed her moments the most where she the the bodiless murder yeah moments and, and let's let's just flesh this out real quick is this because she's like slashed a bunch of blood out of Sid yes and then he just recovered and like yes. that quote unquote that much blood should have been a murder yes exactly oh, okay. that's, that's that's what that was from okay that's that's what I thought and I just wanted to make hundred percent sure and all of Shadow Garden besides uh, epsilon excuse me besides beta and delta not even besides beta we we got nothing as far as shadow garden is concerned so of the characters who got real screen time if it's not sid who's it gonna be like who can you be like yep i i really want to know about that person besides just being interested in that person it there are few choices yeah that's fair because there's so many mini arcs in this series. Yep. That so many characters are involved in a mini arc, but they don't necessarily translate to multiple arcs. Yes. So unless you're talking about Alexia, yep. who has a, a little bit of a toe in every single arc. You, you've got Claire, you've you got well Iris. Maybe Claire, maybe Iris, and then the next person might be Rose. You you if you said Rose, I could completely understand because, you know, she goes from this, like, I'm the strongest to, oh, I've got feelings for Sid to I have the conviction to kill my father because I have to do this for my country. Right. So I could I could understand. But if you're like, nope, this is my favorite character. Uh, Alpha is my favorite character. It's like you literally saw her for like five minutes in 20 episodes. That's, yeah, the, you cannot claim that. Uh, you, you just know what she took out that other possessed monster in like episode five or six. Yeah. And she then had the one slash. That's all she had. And then she had a little bit of talking in the first half of the season. And then she had a little bit of talking when they were in the sanctuary. You know that she's strong, and yes. that's all you know. So she can be very intriguing, but if you say she is your favorite character, you're just saying that because you, I don't know, find her attractive or you find her the most interesting. Like You there's... find her attractive or you basic as hell, and you just <laughs> don't. It's, there's no way. Like there, you, you cannot... It, she could be an interest, but she cannot be your favorite. It's a very, it's a very hard to have a favorite character just from everything that happened in season one. Right. So that's that's why I'm going with Alexia because she was the one I had the most fun with. She she she's all over the place. I'll tell you that. And I I really enjoyed her growth as a character because she went from hating essentially hating herself. Yep. To finding love within herself that you know just working this hard for a reason makes sense yep and that's probably my favorite part of alexia as a character that's fair enough i said that she was my second most annoyed character okay 
But I completely understand and agree with what you're saying. But you know, I'm still annoyed with her, and it's only because I'm annoyed with the mo- with my number. I'll get into that in a second because <laughs> I do want to talk about that. Okay. But before I talk about that, yeah, who's your favorite character? <laughs> I am. I don't like this at all. Okay. Because I want to say it's Delta. Okay. And she she was a great character for what you got to see. She was. I just wish that the English voice actor was a little tweaked differently. The, the screaming was a little offsetting. And the way... You know what? It might not even be the voice actor's fault. It, it's just the way she was fighting Nelson. Okay. It was it was too forced. But at the same time, like I, she was the one I was most interested in to begin with because when when she first got introduced in like episode i don't know like four five six seven when she was (laughs) like jumping around the city causing damage and like ooh, someone who's like rebellious and just fucking shit up i'm already interested in her i think the first time we saw her was when she like absolutely destroyed half the top of a building yeah like, we just got the glimpse of her. Like, yep. ooh, I want to know about her. Episode one is the first time we see her, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, that's to her. Okay, there might. Have, okay, there was another reference to her. Yeah. When the city was being attacked or the school was being attacked or whatever. And, like, she was just going crazy. So that's that's why my interest was in her. Because she's crazy and she's that wild cat. And yeah. she just happened to kind of be a cat. Or, like, a wolf. She has a big-ass tail. What is she? Is she a cat or a dog? I'm... I'm not exactly sure. Because that tail is so in between. Could you say a fox? Uh, wolf. She's a wolf. She's a wolf? Yes. Okay. Because they, 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 they did make the comment that like she'll come in when she gets cold. Which would explain the showing of her stomach as a submissive thing. Yeah, they did just show that in the anime. So, I, yeah, she's a wolf. Okay. The, the big cool. ears and the big tail kind of. Okay. I'll, that's good enough for me. But the only reason I'm reluctant... I'm calling her my favorite character is, like I said, because of the Nelson fight. And there was one moment, she's like, so many enemies, one, two, more, more, something like that. Like, (laughs) that, the way they animated that to go along with those lyrics those subtitles whatever those that phrasing i feel like they could have just been a little bit different they should have said whatever they animated they should have said something a little different i I don't know it didn't the words she said and the accent and the actions that she did didn't match up perfectly both of them on standalone are amazing yep but they didn't marry together enough okay so it felt forced okay so she's my favorite and she's not my favorite. She's not my favorite because she was basically naked the whole time, which basically makes her borderline waifu. I mean, she's she's up there. <laughs> okay. But, so I'm, I need to get you a sticker of her. Got it. Oh, sure. I would, <laughs> I would definitely appreciate a sticker of Delta. But, like, she's there and she's not there. I don't know. Yeah, the, she she's, is she's not a shadow. Yeah, like, her... I don't know. She needs to be more aggressive in her tone of voice. I need that voice actor to be more confident in herself. I don't think it has anything to do with confidence. I think it has more just the direction in which the producer wants her or the director wants her to go. Maybe. I mean, if it's one thing that we learned from our conversation with our voice actors and cold reading, I think that voice actor should have been given an additional chance to be like, hey, man. Well, sometimes you don't get two. Sometimes you only get one chance. Right. And I kind of get it. I 
I enjoyed her as a character. I thought the voice acting was was very well done. Um, it, it was, but like you also listened to it three times, I did. and I listened to it on two separate occasions. So it's gonna, I'm gonna miss those things. Yeah, that, that that's that's the thing. I'd listened to it multiple times. And I'm being nitpicky. Yep. Maybe at that particular thing, I would have enjoyed her as a manga or light novel, and I could let my imagination run, but. <laughs> I just needed I needed her to be more aggressive. I needed Eris from Jawless Reincarnation. I needed her voice and intensity to be in Delta. Okay. Uh I kinda see it. I don't know. So alright, no more nitpicking. I love yeah. Delta. So Delta's your favorite. Okay. I, I get it. Uh yeah. she is a very good character. I am very curious to see if they show any of the submissiveness that they bring up in the light novel. You see, honestly didn't show anything other than her sleeping in a bed in her underwear. I mean, like, oh, boss. Like, that was her submissiveness. Like, her, her yeah. loyalty. It was a loyalty thing. It wasn't even a submissive thing. Yeah, I, I want to know if they have any more submissiveness towards Shadow with Delta. Yeah. Just to kind of play on that. They don't necessarily have to go into her background. It would be very nice if they went into her backstory. I would still appreciate if they did. I, I just like, we always say this, backstory just creates more story. Like, we love it and we hate it at certain times, but like, <laughs> I don't know, I think, I think our main characters deserve a little bit of backstory. Yeah. I No, no complaint. I would not complain about her backstory. Right. Because they could make it into like a half an episode. So, or even, it doesn't even have to be half an episode. Like you said, it was just like, it wasn't that long, but yeah. it, could, it could just, whatever, just something. Yeah. Never complain about more. We talked about Alpha. One thing we have to talk about is the correlation between her, Olivier, and Beatrix. Right. And the whole kind of experimentation in the cult of Diablos okay. scene. Because I've listened to a couple other people talk about this show just in general. And from what I've kind of heard from them and what I've experienced from the show itself... I think everybody's missing out on how hardcore and and how much story is being missed when they go into the sanctuary and they start dealing with all the memories and how much information is just shoved down your throat. <laughs> yes. Because like I, like I said in the beginning of the episode, it took me three consumptions of this series in order to nitpick what is actually going on. Okay. And there is so much that's going on. Yes. So what we have to start with is Nelson. Okay. He's kind of leading this church kind of thing on the outside, and he's the one that's running this tournament on the outside. I don't know. To, what's the purpose of him even running a tournament on the outside? Is he trying to draw the power of... Like, so, obviously Aurora summoned so herself, but like... It's an annual event to celebrate the goddess's trial which is the day in which the goddess olivier took the arm from the demon diablo yes but in addition to that other goddesses can appear in front of other warriors yeah because there was that, or, there was one not there was or, one something rose what Excuse me, I think I was wrong. It's not the day in which Olivier took the arm. I think it's the day on which Aurora was sealed, I think. I, I was getting a couple lures mixed together. I think the goddess's trial is the day in which Aurora was sealed. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But then there's also, you know, 
her kind of like underlings. And I think that is the individuals whom you are thinking of. Maybe. Because there's a lot of information going on there. Yeah. So Aurora is the Witch of Calamity. Yes. So we can bring that into front. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> God, there's so much. I honestly don't know what the whole purpose is. I think it's just a day of celebration. To a degree. Because it just throw, a, it just throws me off because Nelson Baldy yeah. is the one he's throwing this big parade. Well, it's not him; it is the church. The church itself. He's part yes, of it, but sort he's of. the one. He's the one that pushed his foot on the button to make that fake spell circle, or maybe it was a real spell circle, and that's what's making things. I don't know. Any, either way, a spell circle appeared because he pushed a button with his foot. For what are you talking about after Shadow appeared? Before Shadow appeared. So when the celebration even started, everyone's celebrating. He pushes button, a spell circle started over the whole entire arena. People were fighting. Yeah, that wasn't in the light novel. Oh, okay. I think it was just a visual thing. Sure, I mean, it really doesn't mean much because he didn't really no. do anything with it. It was, it was no. all for effects. Yeah. So that all happened. Yeah. And Sid was narrating how one single person summoned another warrior, and that was yeah. something Rose. Uh, I don't on, on Rose? On Rose, something like that. It wasn't Rose, the president of the school. It so On Rose is the blue-haired woman yep. that fights Mundane Man. They're the same person. Was it the same? Oh, I think it was a separate person. On um, on, um, it's still on Rose. There's no way they have the same name. No, no, I'm, for right. I, mean, I was for whatever reason I was thinking that that Rose was not part of a fight before the fight before the calamity all started. Anyway, that's fine. So they they base on Rose does has nothing to do with the calamity, but she is the individual that fights mundane man who is like. I watched, I know how you do, did your neck thing and then cracks her neck. Like that, that that's funny. the same person. Right, right, right. Uh, so I think it's just a, a way to kind of bring in characters that you have already met without having to like introduce them sooner. Okay. I, I think it was just a writing preference. Okay. I mean, she definitely is, if she summoned a warrior, yep. she's got to be someone important later on in the series. So I expect to see her in season two. <sighs> I don't think we're going to see her again. No, he, he, she's she's the only person that summoned a spirit or something. Unless that was all an illusion kind of bullshit that the church was doing. No, multiple people can summon warriors, but she got defeated by mundane man. So I don't think we're going to see her in season two. That's a good point. I think season two is going to have other priorities. We might see her in season three. I don't know how season two goes, so it just depends on how the timeline moves because she's not that strong she's in comparative that, maybe but i feel like her character design was illustrated enough to like we'll see her again like she had shiny she hair she's and made, she was strong so she's minor character design-esque maybe where she's got some unique features to her yes i, I understand what you're saying i just have no faith that we're gonna see her again she was too weak like in the the reality of the situation the, the fight itself yeah was basically nothing yes i can i can crack my neck too good good for you <laughs> It was kind of funny the way that, like, watch me do this. What the hell is she doing? <laughs> yes. Oh, and the narration that she was doing. Uh, I didn't like her. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like, crack, crack, crack. 
<laughs> that narration that she was doing when she was talking to that muscular dude. Yes. Gave me chills. I don't know if that was <laughs> just bad. I don't know. It, vote. it didn't like it. Yeah. Vote. So it's anyway, true. she has really nothing to do with uh, the fight in the sanctuary. I think the f- the foot button thing by Sir Baldy had nothing to do with anything. Just a visual appearance. Where? So where were you trying to go with that? Sorry. Okay. Oh, I went down a rabbit trail. Yes, yes, you did. The so the fight between or so Olivier, Beatrix, and Alpha they are related. As far as my my theory is, Olivier is the mother to Alpha. No, she said they were sisters. No, that's Beatrix. So oh, Beatrix God. and Olivier are sisters. So I think that Alpha is the the daughter to Olivier. Yes, Beatrix. And Olivier are sisters. Yes. And Alpha is the daughter of Olivier. Yes. Yes. That that is my thought process. Okay, yeah, sorry. I didn't didn't walk that one through. (laughs) No, no, that's good. I think the reason why Olivier didn't get possessed will... I have I have absolutely no idea why. I I can't even think of a reason why. And I'm very good at bullshitting. So... Mm. So Olivier was never possessed. Right. But why? The only thing that I can throw into this is the next part that's going to be probably a a very common missed thing. Okay. And that's going to be that Aurora, the Witch of Calamity, is... She is the demon. Yes. She is the demon. Yes. But what does that have to do with Olivier? What if they're related? But why would Alpha be possessed if they're related blood level percentages i don't I, know i i have no idea i completely at a at a loss i i like the fact that you brought up the fact that aurora calls herself the demon because that is very easy to get missed yes that was a one-liner and yes. i missed it the fir- the first two times i watched this and sid does not like he doesn't react to it exactly i but the problem is is that she disappears because he essentially frees her i 100 percent expect to see her again it would not surprise me if we saw her again the issue is I don't know how we're going to see her again unless we see her because they always talk about how she was a memory. I mean, the only thing that's holding her down is one of her arms. Now that she's free again, all sh- maybe they can bust back into that that dimension. She can take back her arm and she can become whole again. Whole again. I don't know. But I mean, just because you're missing one arm doesn't mean you're 100% immobile. Yes, I, I do agree with that. I don't think we're going to get any context in season two. I feel like that's going to be a season three Maybe, yeah. thing. I, I absolutely want to know. I We know the fact that all the elves that were possessed are related to the demon because... What the fuck is Baldi's name? Nathan? Nelson. Nelson. Nelson essentially says that. Yep. So how is the relation in with each other? And I'm very curious to find out. I'm, man, I, I really have to watch season two because I'm really excited. Right. We, we don't have to dwell too much in this because season two is currently available. So we can. Yeah. Yes. We can just we can essentially just say what we want to see. Yep. And then obviously we can just get our answer pretty damn quick. One thing I, I want to make harp on is Olivier, Beatrix, Alpha, and Aurora are all related in some manner. Yeah. And that'll be, I'm very curious to see how they expound on that. 
But let's really talk about season one because that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say because, like, yeah, now I want to see Alpha start to turn. Or one more thing to see in a potential future is Alpha start to get possessed over her own control, and then she starts turning into something. That'd be interesting. Like, I don't know. That'd be very interesting. I I have no idea. Did you have a favorite moment in season one? Okay, one of my favorite moments in season one was when the school is being overrode by the fake Shadow Garden. Okay. And Shadow, like, morphed this crossbow into his <laughs> hand. And he was he was taking that that crossbow and he was like fucking sniping people left and right. It it was a bow and arrow with yeah. his fingers. Yes, it was so easy and awesome at the same time. I fucking loved it. The, just the sniping process, I loved it. Okay, yeah, I, I love that he was the school was being overrun by terrorists essentially, and single handedly he was taking control of the entire thing and monologuing the whole thing monologuing the whole thing like it was all just a story in the background he was watching sherry run around try to be the main character to save the story with her flip-flops her fucking flip-flops that were causing too much of a distraction and he was sitting there sniping everyone in the background and anyone who got close he pulled some venom shit and like tentacled them off to the side I had a fun time with that whole scene. Absolutely seeing that being is your favorite. I completely get it. Yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> okay. what, was, what was one of your favorite scenes? Oh, man. I loved the first time his in his fight with Grease when he said, I am atomic. atomic. <gasps> Ooh, that was pretty awesome. I legit got chills both times I watched it. Yeah. The first time was way better than the second time, but I 100% agree with it. I got giddy. I legitimately was just like, yes, grin and smiled super wide when I saw it. It was so awesome. It, it plays it by the rules, too. Like, it's the buildup of music, and then the music cuts out into pure silence, and it's like, atomic, and then boom. Yes. Love it. Yeah, absolutely love that scene. And then 1B is when he fakes atomic to Beatrix and Iris uh-huh. because it does the exact same thing. And then he's like, but I'm not actually going to do it this time. Yeah, and, this time's all for a show. Yeah. <laughs> and I laughed so hard when I... I laughed too. I laughed. I was like, oh, I was... The whole time I was watching the Beatrix scene, it was yep. like, if you fucking do this and you blow them up, I'm going to be so goddamn mad. And it was yep. all just a prank. I like, yep. I laughed. I laughed. Oh, so I was so relieved <laughs> I did not want, yeah, I did not want that to be a useless execution of these su- supposed strong characters. Exactly. They they needed to stay around. Yep. And the fact that he went through the whole facade of the entire thing and was like, this is my, I don't even know if that, I would go with this is my true power. This is just a showing of my power. Oh, yeah. It's always just a showing. Like, we have not seen his potential. Yes. And the fact that he's like, I can overwhelm you by just giving you a display of my power. Yep. And then going through the motions and then, nope, just kidding, and disappears. I I laugh every time. So that's my 1A, 1B favorite moments, which 
it's kind of funny that it's like episode five and then episode 20. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense though. Like they are climaxical moments. So yes, they, they do such a fantastic job in both of those. I absolutely love it. Um, and I can't get enough of it. I hope we get to see more atomic in season two. Be- I hope they don't overdo it though. Yes. No, it needs to be like once. Yes. In the 12 episodes of season two. Right. Because they already showed it at the first time they did it was so breathtakingly awesome. The second time was just a, just the tiniest tear down. So they can't, they can't make it any worse in season two. But they made up for it by not actually doing it. That, there's that too. The yep. second time. So it, it's okay. Yep. So he has his second time fighting Olivier, but that is okay because Olivier is supposed to be essentially the strongest being in existence. Yeah, and that's so much anime fucking logic. Like, <laughs> Olivier was, according to one of these 12 Knights of the Round or whatever, was supposed to be so goddamn strong. That just shows how strong uh, I, Shadow is. I know. That's that's obviously what it means. It's, <laughs> it's just... Just it's just one of those animes. It's a, it's an isekai op anime. Super op. Not just not just a little op. He is no, very so, much so insane. But at the same time, it's, it's still entertaining. It's, it yes. It, it's just funny. Um, I I really want to know because I recommended this. What did you think of Eminence in Shadow? All right. Here's a little story. When I first watched this, when I first binge watched this, okay, I was thinking about a six point. Six, six point five. Okay. I was thinking Which for you is low because basically yeah. if it's good, like not great, just good, you'll give it a seven. Right, right, right. And that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, I'm I'm because we've been talking about that so often, yeah, I've been thinking more critically <laughs> about myself. So I'm like, okay, well, this sounds better than mid. Okay. But then I listened to it a second time and I'm like, holy shit, there is so much lore that I'm missing out on and everything's starting to make more sense. Yep. And I'm, I can't believe I missed this. I can't believe I missed that. And then I listened to it a third time and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, on top of what I already missed, I can't believe I missed this also. Yes. And it just built on each other. Season one, the first 20 episodes is so goddamn dense, thick with information that... Minus minus episode one. Minus episode one, yeah, because that was literally... It was nine, fluff. 95% of that was fluff. They, they just wanted to make it 20 episodes instead of 19. Yeah. Watching it for that third time... Yes. Confirmed that this was an actual amazing anime... And okay. there was so there was that much information that it was just so easy to overlook. This does deserve like I don't know, a solid eight eight point five. Okay. Close to a nine. I mean, I know there's a lot of like pervy stuff out there. I mean, this is a lot of pervy, that's for sure. <laughs> but which all I mean There's nothing I, that I still, crosses. I still, have a, I still have another character to talk about after this. Okay. Talking about pervy. Yeah. But yeah, this this is a solid eight point five, and I would recommend this. Like I would say if a newbie kind of watched this and they can get over the pervy stuff, this would blow their fucking mind and this would be their number one favorite anime. I could see that. It's, it is fantastic. Um, the perviness, I, I guess I'm just accustomed to it. Yeah. At, I mean, I, I'm not, I have nothing wrong with it, but I yeah. always have to point it out because most of the time it's not necessary. Yes. Especially the bath scene. Yes. They do make fun of it in a, in a sense. So I found that enjoyable, but I, I'm very glad you enjoyed it. 
this was very good. It's not my top anime, but it's one of those where it's like every like every six months or so, I could I could rewatch this. It'd be fine. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Just watching it periodically over again easily, which is definitely saying something because there are only a few shows where I can just rewatch over again and be okay with it. Right. Uh, I do agree with you. There's a lot of easy things to miss. But there's there's also some things like just Sid's Sid, his personality is annoying at times. Oh yeah, definitely. And he's almost he's the oblivious emo guy, is the best way I can put it. Yeah, that's that's funny to say that way. But yeah, that's hundred percent it. Um if he if if he wasn't like that, I think this show would be even better. But the problem is Sometimes, like, because of his personality, Shadow and other things that happen is better because of how his personality is. I was going to say, because you you can't have it both ways. Because you have to... What they're doing with the story is ingenious in its own aspect because you don't always want to be the main character of yep. the main series. Yep. It's fun and interesting and different to be a piece of shit character off to the side yes and then secretly be the badass in the shadows but the problem is so he makes up shadow garden and then when all the evidence shows him that shadow garden is real he's like oh well or excuse me he makes up cult of diablos oh yeah that was on a whim too yeah that's just the ironic part from like episode like two or three all the evidence is showing cult of diablos is a thing you've literally fought people from this thing and essentially he's like well wow all the people from shadow garden are really playing this role really well and you're like how can you be more oblivious of what's going on in front of your face? If that, like, basically, if some of his offhand comments weren't a thing, the show would be better. Like, I am perfectly fine with him wanting to be a side character as Sid, but except the fact that the Cult of Diablos as Shadow is a thing. Yeah. Like, if that if that happened... Oh, especially at this point. Yes. I mean, it's, it's too in your face. That's literally my only issue with this show is that he's just too oblivious even as shadow yeah and the first 12 episodes or so oh i mean obviously half would be 10 anyway (laughs) the first half of the series yeah i was thinking the entire time like what if this series is gonna end with everything being in his head and he just imagined it and the final episode is gonna be him waking up back in his reality world where he's going crazy in the forest, wishing for magic powers. I would flip a table. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what if this? What if it turns into the movie Click, where everything was just a dream? Yeah. No, flipping tables. Like that's that's what would be going on right now. Right. Because everything in the first couple episodes are working out so goddamn perfectly, and just so happened to be because he threw that knife <laughs> at a random like, shit I missed, and it just so happened to be a perfect spot. Oh my god. You were able to get all the information at one time, and this is exactly where it is. And he's like, I I threw my knife and missed. Yeah, so it's either they're playing hard on anime logic, or this is going to pay off in some weird dream, or we can be like, okay, or there's some magical force playing on his side. Yeah, anime logic. Yeah. Which is parallel with anime logic, yeah. I One thing I really do enjoy is his shadow garden so his uh seven shadows 
I like the fact that they're not perfect individuals. Oh, yeah. I like that, too. It's They're elves. They're supposed to be perfect. You've got individuals like Gamma. Like, they all have individual personalities. And I really like the fact that they're not just the same over and over again. Right. So I think it might be worthwhile to talk about them. Just real quick, Alpha, we already figured out she's the first one that he turned from a blob. A failed possession, I would assume. Not a failed experiment, but a failed possession because Uh, he reversed it. They called it a possession. I think it's due to failed experiments. I don't Anyway. One of the two. Alpha got possessed. Uh, Sid, this this was the first individual that Sid essentially freed uh, due to experimentation because he was a sick, twisted 10-year-old. Yeah. And we have Beta. We already know about Beta. Beta is the writer. You've got Gamma, who is in charge of the mall. You have uh, Delta. We obviously know who Delta is. Uh, then after that, we have Epsilon, who is... The one who has to give herself boobs because she's flat chested and is also the one who does the, oh, it's the Beethoven's Symphony. Which one is that? Um, Moonlight Sonata. Moonlight Sonata. Yep. Very beautiful piece. And then we have two more. We have Zeta, which apparently we've seen her, but I do not remember seeing her. Do you remember seeing her? No, not at all. Um, She is blonde. She's got animal ears. I do not, like I said, I do not remember her in the slightest. She's got cat ears. So it's kind of funny how we have a wolf and a cat. I'm curious if we find out any more about uh, Zeta. Oh, 100% we need to figure out about Zeta. I mean, yeah, the, the beginning of yeah. the show, we were talking about the original seven. We only know five of the seven. Apparently, we know six. Supposedly, we know about um, Zeta, but I remember nothing about Zeta. No, no, nothing. Let me rephrase that. We've seen her, but I don't think we know anything substantial about her. Yeah, that's fair. And then Ada is the last one, which I know we have not seen her. Let me rephrase that. We know nothing about. We've probably seen her because she is a part of the original seven. I'm assuming we saw her kind of like walking away when Alpha said that all the Shadow Garden is leaving and doing their own thing. But as far as actually knowing anything about her, we know nothing. Right. So we've probably seen her. We just don't know that it was her actually her. Yes, exactly. And also on top of that being said, I remember number 11. Which, or we're talking about the Greek alphabet, just for a reminder. Yes. I remember lambda being said. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember the word lambda. <laughs> and we all know new. Number 13 is the greek alphabet letter for 13 new was kind of a recently added character kind Uh, of in the mid-series lambda is the um almost like drill instructor at the end oh she's wearing the hat yeah she's wearing the hat oh okay that's why i was familiar with her then and then we have new yep and i don't know about you but did you think new was like a double agent kind of i I felt like there was more to her than what we had been led on to. The only thing is, I don't think we are going to... Nobody nobody within Shadow Garden is going to double-cross either Shadow Garden or Shadow. 
for two reasons. I think the fact that Alpha is so strong that they know not to fuck with her. And then because they know who Sid is slash Shadow, just like Delta knew on instinct that he was so strong that he was not somebody to mess with. I feel like every person within Shadow Garden knows that. I 100% agree. Okay. But then there's always that part of me that's like, well, what about drama? I feel like they, they'll they use the Cult of Diablos as drama. Yeah, that that has to be the way. The way this things have been going has always been happy-go-lucky. It has to go in the OP's preference. So I do not foresee there being drama within Shadow Garden itself. I will say they also use in like news scenario where they were like she was very dramatized in the fact that she was planning on killing her betrothed and then doesn't do it. Right. So they they found ways to dramatize things without making it against Shadow. Right. Well, yeah, that whole scene made me think like there was alternative motives. Yes. So that's why it made me think that she was potentially a bad guy. Yep. Right. But that was that's really a word ends because the la- the latter half of the season she's irrelevant and nothing comes of it. Correct. The only seven shadows that we haven't met that I can say without a doubt is Ada. I know nothing. I'm very curious about what she's doing because we've never seen her before. Like nothing. We got absolutely nothing. Right. Yeah. Like we have so much information on so many people and these top seven shadows are supposed to be super awesome. And Zeta and Ada are not to be described in the least. Yes, in this first season. So, yeah, insanely interesting. We can assume that number one alpha is supposed to be the strongest. Yep. But why would we keep six and seven Zeta and Ada so on the down low? Like what? they have, they have no role to play at that moment. Is it? Yeah. Is it because there's no role to play? Is it because they're kind of on the weaker power scale, or is it because they're just going to be that much more important in the future episodes? Yeah, I'm very curious to know about that information. I absolutely am looking forward to watching season two. I kind of think I'm going to start watching season two. No, I don't blame you at all. I think we should pretty much make this one of our future episodes. Like, pretty Absolutely. Quick. Yeah. I, yeah, I completely agree. Season one was so good. Season two's already out. One cool thing that High Dive did was they simul-dubbed it. So... Oh, so it was already in English as fast as it was yep. to release it with Japanese. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Makes yeah. us makes it easy for us English listeners. <laughs> I completely agree. Is there anything else you want to talk about as far as Eminence and Shadow? If season two wasn't already out, I would want to talk more about it, but yep. every I would assume that there's there's a good population of people who already know, so okay. I'm, I'm good with what we have. Okay, yeah. Again, I'm so glad I was able to convince you to watch this because it is something I highly recommend for anybody who likes this genre of anime. Yeah, it was amazing. I'm glad. I want to say thank you to everybody who has listened this far. Please make sure to check out the anime show on Facebook and Instagram. Check out all the awesome anime content they have on there. Please make sure to check out our short flights on YouTube where we cover some of the current season's anime and please subscribe to us give us a five-star rating let us know what you think of this episode and have a good one everyone later guys (laughs) 